Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I just sing nursery rhymes now. Just singing row, row, row your boat there. Welcome back to James and Flav for now. Uh, Lots to talk about. Um, We've got, well, there's been lots going on in the world of football. I've got a stat that's going to blow your mind. Flav's going to utterly blow your mind. Really? We've got some Ainsleys in the wild, which we can critique. We've got some celebrations in. For those of you who don't know, we've been putting forward this idea of some Ainsley Harriet celebrations. And uh, they're pretty epic. But which ones are the best and can we do better? What? Sorry, I, was, I, I zoned out for a second there because I was shock. looking down at what my... Shock. Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, well, well. We'll, also, looking... we'll also have to claw back the amount of sweet spots we missed two weeks ago because you were halfway through setting up for your next podcast at the end of last yeah. week's podcast which was, was just... which was difficult and someone actually made a comment about it they said um where is it they said the end of this is a uh, 05 bella beloa the end of this pod is like when you try it on with your missus and she gives you the heartbreaking little uh <laughs> noise to indicate she's not in the mm. mood only for you to follow up with a saddened sigh she sees the disappointment on your pathetic little face and says, oh, come on then, which leaves you in the really awkward spot, still wanting to do it, but being too prideful to accept the pity offer. Pity shag. Yeah, that's how that's I felt. A shame. I felt like yeah, you, you, were, you were sort of going, all right, let's, have, let's make love, but you, ha- but you have to go on top. I'm just lying here. It wasn't that. It was. It was basically. I'd forgotten that I'd had a meeting. Right, we were going to have sex, but I'd forgotten that I, I had a meet, a really important meeting to go to that keeps the roof above my head. Right. Well, we've got lots of yeah, sweet you, spots, and lots I'm, I'm spots not really to come back. Yeah, okay, we'll come, we'll come back from it. I tell you what, I'll, I'll chuck one out now because we've got lots to catch up on. Eve uh, Degree says, uh, "When you, oh, actually, I think I said some of these." Eve Degree, when you're grating a block of cheese, we said that one. Um, All right, well, there you go. Was it that big of a problem then, James? Well, we'll come back to sweet spots later in the podcast. Is there anything Can you'd I... like to say, Flav? Well, just I've got uh, <laughs> things have just you know it's been a couple of weeks since we've done last, last done a pod, isn't it, Jim? It has, it has. Just kind of things have been getting on my nerves. Certainly in the last couple of days, I'd say, but mostly it's I've got a question to ask everyone, and mostly you, Jim. Is like, do you think that? Do you think Arteta has any genitals? Like he's. I think he's, he's like a Kendall. Kendall. There's nothing down there. 
it's nothing, nothing it just bumps around everything. <laughs> no, my actual question, my actual question is, is this. <laughs> what is it, right? What is it with everybody, Jamie Carragher included, what is it about the fact that they can't just acknowledge that Everton have broken the rules, well, but must divert the conversation towards Manchester City? I, I, what does I, it have I, to do with Manchester City at all? Yeah. Well, I will be honest. We did the mailbag debate yesterday, and I, it was, the first thing I said was, "What about Man City?" Um, but I agree I know, with but you. But that is what is why is that everyone's go-to? What the hell does it have to do with Man City if Everton have broken the rules? If I've murdered someone, I don't then go, "Well, no, hang on a minute. Fred West existed. Yeah, they he did something back then. Therefore, but, you should let me off with this murder. This murder is that it, how is that how rules work? So Everton faces. Everton are facing a 12-point deduction. As the Premier League demands FFP punishment. Oh, we might struggle with the Telegraph because we don't have their thing. Let's go back. Let's go to Sky News. They're free. Um, because of FFP breaches. Now, I've heard a lot of different things on this. To, just to get the Man City thing out of the way, because I think it's a fair point. Um, yeah, it's absurd. Like, I, I think, obviously, it's in the same arena and it's something to talk about alongside yeah, I'm not it. Because I think there's there's definitely a discussion, an interesting discussion on the framing of this, of the wrongdoing. Because I, I listened to a couple of things about this just to sort of learn a bit more about it. And it is interesting, the framing of it, where sort of Everton have kind of, there's this idea that like poor little Everton, like they've yeah. not they've not actually done that wrong and they've not done as wrong as Man City. What? So why are why are Everton getting punished twelve points when Manchester United? Well, they're not. Let we, okay, let, I'll let you finish. Sorry. So I think I, there's a few things that are slightly misleading from what I've realised is, and I don't know if they're. I think they're problematic from. I can't figure out if they're problematic from a PR point of view or not, or an internal point of view. So this twelve point deduction is almost like a sort of starting point from the Premier League. What is what is odd is that we're actually people think, oh, the Premier League want this and the Premier League are, you know, the judges on this. There's an independent panel that will deal with this. But the, yeah. what's, what I found weird is that the role of Everton, the role, sorry, the role of the Premier League in this now is the, the, the sort of accuser, the prosecutor to a point for a club within their own league which is a funny little look to have. So this 12-point yeah. deduction that they're putting forward, a bit like the Man City one, is one where, which I didn't realise, and I think it's worth saying, is that the Premier League can't do it anything, really. They can suggest it, and they could look to get it over the line so that the integrity of the league remains. But really, it's almost like, a starting point of a negotiation tactic where you have to go as far as possible to this 12 point deduction because if you go into administration you get a nine point ban a nine point deduction so a 12 point deduction is is interesting when it's about kind of the the other side of it of spending too much money but my point is is that they won't get a 12 point deduction that's the starting point of the negotiation well, they, of they, the sh they should they should get a twelve-point deduction, but that uh, that 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 besides that, you know, look, Everton at this stage aren't 
don't have a 12-point deduction. It's not happened. They're going through a process to find out. Like you said, Jim, it's been referred to as an, to an independent commission. In March, that happened, by the way. What's been levied at Everton is that you're allowed to, the Premier League rules are that you spend £105 million. You'll lose a maximum of £105 million over a three-year period or face sanctions. That is what everybody, every member of the Premier League knows and, and understands that as a part of their membership comes with it, this rate, this... Uh, stipulation that you cannot lose more than 105 million pounds. Everton, according to the Guardian, lost close to 380 million. Right? And you might think, well, it's not the end of the world. It's not like buying a title. Teams have been relegated because Everton will be a were able to spend their way to a situation where they weren't the, the they were the fourth or fifth worst worst team in the, in the league. There will be clubs that are relegated that could probably sue Everton. Or, or look to take legal action against Everton because they've broken the rules. If they, if not, because they've broken the rules to the point where they were, they, were, they gained an advantage on the pitch. Whether they spent that money correctly or well is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. That's their poor decision. The fact that they were able to meant that they, or, or they, that they were willing to flout the rules enough in order to get the players in like Deli Ali when they had no money. That they, that they organised the deal with Spurs, that they weren't going to play a penny for him, they pay £40 million down the road. Or all the other terrible players they brought in, right? All of it is irrelevant because fundamentally they were stronger than the teams that, they, that, that were sent down. And they had a direct link between how much they spent and the teams that were relegated. So they, there's, there's some of the seriousness of the, this issue. Comparing Manchester City to this is like two different things. They both exist in football. They're both, sim they're, they're both related because... Um, because it's about spending money. But no one is saying that Manchester City are innocent. And Manchester City are currently being investigated. And it's a huge number of, uh, of, of charges, 107 or whatever it might be, mm. right? And Manchester City have the wherewithal to drag this into the legal quagmire. Whereas this is just the beginning for Everton. So comparing the two is, is, is pointless. And the, my issue with it is that's the, the, the instant narrative of football fans and pundits that are close to Mer Merseyside and live in Hawaii, Jamie Carragher. Their first go-to went, well, look at Manchester City. Look at that. It's, it, what Manchester City have done is irrelevant to what Everton have done. It looks like Everton have broken the rules. And if they have, they've gained an unfair advantage. And other teams and fans have suffered because of it. And they should be punished accordingly. 12 points. What, what, what I'm saying might sound irritating, but it's completely no, I, fair. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that... And it's, the problem is that there's straight... That's what I find interesting about the framing of it all is straight... I heard someone talking about how... They were talking about the administration and the... Uh, you know, and, and this situation. And he was going, well, administration, you haven't got the money to... You know, you've, you've not got any money. Whereas whereas this, we've we've got the money to try and... We're trying to better ourselves. We're trying to sort out the stadium. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to catch up with those other guys. It's all wrong. <laughs> like it's all wrong it's not just and it's not less wrong because you've got enough money that's ridiculous yeah. that's ob absolutely absurd to think to go and, and we're we're less bad because we've got we're so we're we're better than man city because we've got less money than them but we've got more money than the guys that go into administration so we're not as bad as that it doesn't make any yeah. sense it's all the same every club just to be clear every single club that would have breached Premier League spending rules would be treated in the exact same way. Exactly the same. It's just that Everton are the first to have done it. I think that's the thing. When it's, whoever it is first. And Reese is uh, one of our patrons. Reese, if you would like to come into the studio and put forward a point, then please feel 
feel free to. I do think one thing that I think is fair is to do this a couple of days after Bill Kenwright passes away. I don't think is necessary. This is also way. This is also something that is being leaked, so it doesn't need to be leaked. Like, why is it be like? But how is it getting leaked? It's got to stay. That has to stay within it all. Who's done it? Who's leaked it? Yeah, no one. It's the Premier League haven't come out and announced it. They recommended it in March. In March this year, that 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 they need to be looked at and investigated. No, but it has come out by from somewhere, Jim. Yeah, but I think well, I guess the Telegraph have put. I don't know actually. I should put that. I probably should let that out if I'm honest. But I, from what I was aware of, it was that the Premier League had come out and done this. But it's... Uh, according, uh, Everton could be fined with a hit with a transfer embargo if found guilty. But according to the Daily Telegraph, the Premier Daily League Telegraph, has recommended. Uh, That's it, the Premier League, um, that was it. The Premier League have recommended it. What's yeah, but back in March, well, in March, not now. It's oh man, it's uh, it, it is a mess. But to say that my major bugbear, just to just to underline it, and I won't say it again, that your argument cannot be that Manchester City have done it as well, or how have they gotten away with it? They haven't gotten away with it. I th- They're under investigation. The punishment eventually will come unless they win. If they prove that they haven't done anything wrong, hmm. if they win that, then they won't get punished. But that's about legality and 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 that's about how well you can build a defense which is the, the staple of our justice system i think we have to do the same what is fair to say is that i can understand the frustration at where is the where is the conclusion to the man city thing um because and also there there needs to be something in place and i know again this is above my I'm doing the ripple effect with um, Kieran Maguire next week, which would be great. So I'll be able to ask him a lot of these questions. But the fact that these things can be buried, that that's one problem for me. The second problem I, I always keep coming back to is, and you can like it or dislike it, but in terms of the safeguarding of teams moving forward, the way, in my opinion, the way that La Liga do it where you 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 know put forward your accounts put forward the money that you have and you are given an a, an amount that you can spend each season that is still for me the best solution to this because it being the other way around is a nonsense that leads to people scrabbling around and even Everton themselves trying their best to work with the Premier League to make certain signings that allow them to stay under underneath you know, the, the breach mark, for want of a better yeah. phrase. And Kieran Maguire was top... suggesting that it's one, it's been one, it's like one transfer that has popped them over the, the top. Um, what, Everton? Yeah. And so, so for something as, as minimal as that, if it is something like that, it's not that, minimal, that is it's so easily, of... but that's so easily stoppable. Do you know what I mean? Right. If, if, again, if you go, if you go, I'd love to spend, we've got 300 million to spend. And also, I think, look, it's not as simple as that in the sense that you still need to allow people to grow their clubs, right? But I think the Chelsea's and those teams being able to buy their way out of um, trouble is one problem. Um, But also the other side of it, of what Everton is doing in terms of trying to jump is also a problem because it's so precarious. But you have seen with Brighton that it, you can be smart 
and you can be smarter than other yeah. teams and you can use well, your money correctly and you can sell yeah. players for the right amount as well. So yeah, 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 it has yeah, to come the, back the, to, there has to be, a, it has to be clear in front of you because you might want to spend 300 million, but you have to say, you know, you have to understand they go, well, what if you spend that 300 million and then you run off? So no, you can't, you can spend, you can spend a hundred million. Like it's so obvious. I just find it bizarre that this isn't in place because like the Ever Everton can be as angry as they want to be. They have broken the rules, but you can't trust these people to, to well, they, uh, you can't trust being, people to yeah. behave themselves. Like yeah. they're going to try and go for it no. because they, they're they not risk averse. Yeah. That's why they're owning a football club. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them, a lot of them. And imagine how this is, this is going to change. Like if you want to stop, if you want to stop state owned football clubs in the Premier League and in the, and in La Liga, that's the way to do it. Is cap directly cap how much each team can spend, and not directly cor correlated to revenue. The problem you've got though is that that affects the brand, the global brand of the Premier League, the global, the global um, strength of the Premier League brand. Right? They just want the best players, the best football, all of that to bring in the most amount of money. This isn't, and it hasn't been for a long time. The Premier League has not been about sporting integrity, regardless of what they say. It's about a, it's a, it's a business prospect that is about generating as many eyeballs on the Premier League as possible, and that would be damaged by making it a fairer competition, unfortunately. Um, so, the, the, yeah, the one I thing mean, I was and, talking and, about, Flav, was the, you know, the PR element of it. Like, so like you say, with, with the Premier League being, like we say, if we think of them as the prosecutors, but they can't, they're not the judges on this. From a PR point of view, that looks like they're sort of fighting the good fight. But from an internal point of view... Would is that going to make their lives more difficult to sort of work well with Everton or I think, or other teams? Because you're actually going to have all the, the teams that got relegated as well. They're going to, they, you know, that that's the next line, isn't it? With the, these kind of stories, like, well, okay, all these guys are going to sue you now because obviously they will do because it's a tap yeah, because of loss of earnings. Yeah, well, it's also loss of earnings. The stability of their football club in the short to long term has been directly offended by the flouting of the rules by another club that they're in competition with. So. Of course, they're going to be annoyed, and of course, there should be um, probably be um, sort of some sort of legal act activity towards Everton. Um, the Premier League, I don't think the Premier. I think I think that's. I maybe I'm thinking about it on too much of a simple level. When I you come into the Premier League and Everton know this because they've been in there as long as ever, anybody else, they know the rules as a part of the membership. Of which, if you break them, you can be removed from the Premier League in its entirety. Not that this has happened here. But you saw what happened with Rangers in Scotland. They were removed, the second biggest club in the world, in, in the country, and they were removed, effectively disbanded, and had to go to the bottom of the Scottish pyramid. So it can happen. And whether Everton's relationship with the Premier League is irrelevant at this moment, I think. Um, I, I would say, I would say that it very, it's very simple. The rules are: you cannot lose more than one hundred and five million pound if you do. You're in breach. That's that's not Everton being picked on. That's a rule that they've broken. That everybody has to. To, to to play play by and it's more difficult for some than others. I think if any the anger and angst and frustration from Everton fans, and I'm sure it is, but certainly people who are, who are passionate about this should be at the owners and the people that have run Everton in the last five years that have allowed this situation to happen. That's where the fury and Irish should be. What have you done to our football club? I agree. I How agree with you. I think it's I think it is as simple as that. And I actually, you know, the Premier League side of it for me, that showing of strength will you know will hopefully continue to be a, a deterrent i think that they have reese pop into the Reese, pop into the studio and talk to us 
I, I, I'm intrigued. I, it's, I'm sure you know more coming, about it than we do. Let's talk about it. I, I, I'm not sure he does, just because he supports Everton. doesn't mean he knows more about it. And everyone heard the news at the same time. If, if, Reese, if you're, if COVID comes into question, appreciate it. If COVID affected every single football club, why have Everton only been the ones that fall foul? So if it that, isn't to do with the, the the owners of the football club, you were allowed you to move. To you were allowed to move it on what, a year or so, something like that with the COVID. So why are they, why, So why are Everton the only club in question here then? Right. Hello. Hello, Reese. Floor's okay. yours. Go. Okay, no. Right. Well, you said I, I, oh, I've got so many thoughts. It's like I don't even know where to start. Okay. But um, basically, so it's basically we obviously during the COVID seasons you could spend. Your, your losses could be more because of COVID. Um, so we basically like, uh, the only one, the only reason why we're the ones getting done is because we, you could spend to a certain point, I can't remember exactly the figure, but we spent like obviously 300, well, lost 300 million or something from COVID season and claimed them all as COVID losses. Um, and now the Premier League, we've been working with the Premier League on that and they've been okay in our transfers and stuff. And now as we're, as, and now they've thrown it back at us, it feels like. Um, to say, look, we're not we're not happy with how you've done it, even though they were working with us the whole way. Um, so it's kind of just like, it, look, we probably have broken the rules and we probably deserve the, the deduction and everything. I can't argue with that, but it just feels like a bit of a, like if we if we were in breach of breaking the rules, you think the Premier League would, would mention it rather than letting us go through it and like and like do ourselves in, if you like. And obviously, yeah, don't but... get me wrong, the the, the 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 frustration is with the owners. I mean, that's been a quite public thing yeah. for, for many years at Everton now. The owners are just a disgrace. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he's and... selling to drug traffickers now. So it's kind of like we're, we're going from worse to worse. But that, Reese, that's the issue, isn't it? The issue is, is is all right, the Premier League aren't... I guess the Premier League, to some degree, would want to help Everton and any other football club that's in that, that is put into this situation. But fundamentally, it comes back to the ownership and how they've run it. Because they, they're, they're the ones that are able to spend. I remember talking to Barry from... Um, from Everton fan Toffee TV. TV, Toffee Toffee fan TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and he was he was talking about the owners being the sort of on paper the second or third richest in in the, uh, in well, the Premier League back then. We are if you've got um, Alisher Usman of his his money man, but obviously he's now been banned with the old, whole Russia conflict. I right, right. So yeah. and this this that. all sounds incredibly. Um, sure exactly. This sounds incredibly familiar. I've got to be honest, like you know, we had the Matals, or oh, they still no, do to yeah, a point. We're, we're, so we are. What I'm yeah, seeing yeah, we're, here, we're I see two things. I see two things. Like, one, people at Everton, when they were spending that money, I still think people were going, yeah, okay, FFP's a thing, but it'd be all right. And that's why I keep yeah. coming back to this idea of, like, you can't, you've got to give people their pocket money and or, or ha negotiate how else they could look to invest to build up a club because you don't want just the big getting bigger and, uh, you know, everyone getting stuck where they are. You need to have that ability to be able to move and stuff like that. One of the major but, issues of financial pay. Yeah, but, but QPR tried to spend their way out of it and we've been fucked by it. Like, we've yeah. been like, trust me, and we'll get on to QPR, <laughs> right? I think, I think what is a fair frustration with the Man City thing is that, is that they, oh, and ch like, I think Chelsea have been in breach at times as well. They get away with the people with the and it's life, isn't it? The people with the money get away with it. Yes, it is life. Yes, it is business, but it's also sport. And so, like, you're right, uh, Flavin. Everything you're saying, Everton have to uh, will have to pay the price almost as an opportunity. And that's obviously, I'm sure, I imagine you're raging when I say opportunity. 
Riz. <laughs> like you're, an opportunity to really set a marker of like, like you say with Rangers, Flav, like Glasgow Rangers, like no one is, no one gets away with this. And I wonder if you, if you, if you did do that with Everton in a, in something that's a bit quicker to resolve, would that put the pressure back on Man City to get that resolved quicker? Because that <laughs> so something needs to come from that quickly. I'm not imagine saying the that. Fallout of that. No, imagine but, the fallout of that would be incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> they, yeah, as, of course. As the Premier League's what they would do. Imagine that. The Premier League gone, mm, I think we should make an example of not Man City. Let's make an example of Everton and <laughs> relegate them to League Two. That would be amazing. But it's, well, about, it's about getting City, it over the, the line, isn't it? Sorry, Rhys, go on, Yeah, get it done. No, get sorry. The only thing about the Man City thing is that if we could potentially get 12 points for one charge, then their 115 will be a bit interesting if they all come through. It's like they they should be non-league if that, if that's if it's twelve points per per charge they'll be they'll at, be straight at back. this at this stage Reece, we don't know what punishment is coming to them and the frustrating thing that might happen and I'm not saying that let's give Man City a buy the frustrating thing about Man City is that they they probably have the best legal team in football and oh, the, yeah, yeah. the thing Surely. with the and Everton to be fair the size of that football club and the amount of money there should be no issue with finding suitable legal defence in order to defend Everton Everton are not paupers right so um, Manchester City could well get away with it because of their ability in the courtroom in yeah, order to drag I mean, it yeah but yeah if, of course that is a that's an indictment on our legal system and yeah. the fact that football gets caught up in it yeah, and it can it, be about is... money can be above it essentially. As did you see the seat like OJ Simpson got off because <laughs> he had brilliant <laughs> lawyers. Yeah, he had fucking amazing lawyers. Well, well you know, allegedly. Oh, was he not guilty? Was he not guilty? No, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> was he guilty? <laughs> they can safely say that. Um, so, are we comparing Man City? Man City is OJ Simpson, and that's what we're saying. If they get off, little yes, little bit, hundred <laughs> percent, little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what though? If you went down to League One, League Two, I, th- I think you'd enjoy it. I'll be honest. I, the thing is, Jim, everyone, I, I think you'll have probably had it with QPR. Everyone thinks you go down and then you'll go go flying back up. I think we'd be stuck. We'd I, be so I, I stuck appreciate that 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 fear. Uh, I I am there. I'm with do, you. Do you feel stuck? Do you still do you feel stuck, Jim? Do I feel stuck for? Uh, well, Q- I think Q- Q- the QPR and Everton is is very different. But what I will say. Is I the happiest I've ever been as a QPR fan was when we were in Division Two. Happy. Yeah. Well, that's some solid stuff. Winning will do that, won't it? Winning will do. Yes, Flavin. We'll get on to Tottenham in a minute. The but I think My... look. <laughs> I, I think the thing is though, I Everton don't. <laughs> Everton won't end. Do you know what I mean? Like. Well, I mean. No, I know what you do mean. Do you know what well, I mean? We will go to that. Yeah, but like, how, quick, how quickly? How quickly is this fifteen point? This twelve points? Could it be implemented? Could it be this well, season? The, the, or hearing, the hearing's right. The hearing is happening like now. I think like this, the next couple of weeks. So uh, it could. I don't know how soon. Where it before? If it's a start of next season, we might actually. Uh, I prefer that because we might have a. Ch- I think we've got a chance of staying up if we don't have the point deduction. It's just if we have the point deduction, I think we're done. Do you? Yeah. It won't be. I don't think it'd be 100%. twelve though. It would be. It would be six at most. I just don't think what, it would be 12. Can I give I you an don't... example of where this happened? 12 points. Spurs got deducted 12 points for financial irregularities in 1991. All right. And a ban from the FA Cup. And all of it was overturned. So 12 might be the figure, but it might not be 12. It might be six. It's no way it's 12. We had good lawyers. There's no we way were, it's 12. We, we were guilty. 12 is a starting lawyers, point. 
12 is a starting point. You have to go that... They'll go as far as they can. Yeah, that's like the maximum. It's yeah. a maximum. It won't... Yeah, it can't be any more than 12. So if it's six, do ever... All right, okay, let's play a game. Let's make this a little bit lighthearted, yeah? <laughs> How many Fuck. points did I actually keep? <laughs> let's bring a bit of fun to this situation, two, shall we? Six is two wins. Where are we? Where are yeah, we? Yeah, I think... I, I think you'll be surprised. I... Because I... <laughs> I said that this week, I think Everton would be absolutely fine. And I think what is a good thing is that bottom four. And I actually still think Burnley will be okay. Uh, Bournemouth will start to pick up more points. I think they're much better than they're showing. Tom Jordan will be delighted with that. You're, so you'll be, my, if it's if it is 12, you'll be minus, you'll be 10 points behind Luton. Oh yeah, Sorry. then we're done. We're absolutely done. Oh, are you? I, I don't yeah. think you are. No. We lost to Luton. I know, but you've you've won two in the last five. The only team in the bottom five to have done that. Yeah, you know, we played we played Tom Jordan's Bournemouth. Trying to help you, Reid. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, fam, I'm in I'm in the pits. It's yeah. a, it, it'd be a tough task to bring me back up. But um, yeah, but yeah, do, do think... not do, the, the one the, like one of the amazing things about Merseyside and about Everton and about Liverpool is that they they can harness this us against them mentality, which is really strong in in motivating. Teams and and Everton would have a kind of a kind of motivation that no other team in that 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 bottom lot would have. It's kind of the reason we stayed up last year and the and the season before, to be fair, because it was it, it was a frustration with the situation, and then we all just found it together and, and stayed up. But I mean, this is just a, it, it's just I don't know how many times I can do this. I, I, there's a part of me that would <laughs> would not want to go down, but if we went down, it's like del- we're just delaying the inevitable. I feel. Yeah. It's yeah. like going to happen eventually. Just, and I, I, like I say, I don't think, I don't think it would be as six, bad. Six I think Everton are an enormous football club and would return at some point. Obviously, it takes time. Yeah. So like a game of football is a game of yeah. football. And actually, winning games of football is far more fun than not winning games of football. I, I do, one thing to predict, say you do get a points deduction, get it done quickly. You know, you need to bring in straight away Wayne Rooney. He's got the experience. <laughs> he knows how to deal with a points deduction and to get a team Firing. But he, he points deduction and then and then went down anyway. If you get the points deduction, do you then still have to sell loads of players as well? Yeah, well, well, actually, that's a good point. But I'd imagine, I'd imagine that with well, even with the where we're at in terms of the breach, I think we're still like on the edge. We're not like any closer to to being out of the clear right. um, in It'll terms be... of the actual financial situation. Yeah, you need to bring it back in line, right? Yeah. You don't want to. We are, we are, we're in the process of selling the club, but they don't seem like great guys. These triple seven people, they, uh, no. yeah, they're not, not, not having me with um, confidence anyway. No, they're not great guys. But if they clear your debt, if they clear well, your, yeah. then then that is a, that's a step in the right direction. But so, really, what, what's them? Reese, final question: Are you guilty? Are Everton guilty? Almost certainly. Right. So what are you getting angry about? What's he getting angry about? Why are you so angry with me then? <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I, I, because it's it, it, it. We're all we are. Leave me alone! He's saying he's screaming. A little, just leave me alone. Yeah, all right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, just, I can't do word. this anymore. <laughs> we can't. Like, no, I don't think we can. We can deny we're guilty, but we. But there's there's definitely when you think how we've worked with the Premier League for so long on it, and then and then it's kind of yeah. thrown back in our face. And then you've obviously you, the argument of Man City, as you say, it's irrelevant. But you do wonder what well, Man City needs to be made an account example of as well. Then in that in that case, you can't be one rule for one, one rule for the other. This is the thing: you're not you're not being made an example of. That's that's my issue. No, it's, no, no, because we've done it. But in terms of obviously, we're the first ones. But you, but if we get, you're not the first get, ones, just to be clear. Well, we're, yeah, that's <laughs> right. we're the first the ones who have actually got this far. 
Yeah. The point that, well, Spurs got one in '91. Like I said, it was it, it has yeah. happened, but it overturned. Th- fuck th- you. you. And the other thing, <laughs> well, that, that was a long legal process that we eventually won. But the the, the thing is, is um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. But the, it, it's it's uh, what you just said in terms of working with the Premier League, right? That is something. But if you're in a tax deficit, if you owe a tax man, you can work with an accountant and a tax man to ameliorate the situation so that you're you're not going to prison. But you still have to pay the tax at the end of it. Yes, you're still, no, you're, you're right. still punished at the end of it. And what about yeah. the what how do you think how do you think who went down last year? I forget about them when they're going to the championship. Who is it? Who went down? Leeds. Uh, Leeds. Leicester, uh, Southampton. What did you leave? Leicester and yeah. Some big teams. So some of them that they went oh. down. Do, do you not think they're looking at Everton a little bit thinking, well, they're, you broke the rules, we if, didn't. If, even if we're innocent, they're going to sue us. It's, it's inevitable. Even if even if this is fine, we don't get charged, we're going to get sued. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah, as I say, it's a tapping that other clubs have done because you know you are yeah. already, you've got guilty on your forehead. Well, I, I, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's just a, inevitable and, and and Tom Jordan's lapping it up. So, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's a bit disgusting with Tom Jordan's behaviour. Yeah, um, it's just disgraceful, honest. isn't it? Got to be honest. He's, Better than yeah, that, Tom. Yeah. Better than that, Tom. Oh, by the way, Tom, can you be on standby for when Iriola gets the sack so we can do a video together, please? I'll Cheers. Just, I'll say, I know. He needs to, he needs to watch what he's, what's happening over there because it's Quick like, you know, coming it off. Got yeah, going, he? Got to go, any, Tom? Tom came what? on this podcast. Reese, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, Good setting us straight. Only Ford's mate. Good man. Reese does a lot of incredible work uh, for the Discord server, getting people together for the narrative. So, Reese, thank you, mate. Love you. Um, yeah, Tom. Tom Jordan came into this very studio, and this is why he should become a patron, guys, because we we just come in, bob at it, you know, put us in our place. Um, and Tom Jordan said, he said, like tough games, do you against this game, do you against this game? Lads are in disarray. Can I say Tom. this, Tom? Will like this, right? Gary O'Neill, right? So I've done, we did the podcast uh, this week with the Allcott, uh, the Pyramids of Allcott, fuck's sake, and we did one on Premier League managers this year. And as soon as we finished it, I said. I feel like Gary O'Neill, the recency bias was rife. I feel like Gary O'Neill being on Monday Night Football, speaking very well, by the way, and very interestingly, but off the bat of how he sort of, how he won the game against Bournemouth, he had a man sent off, this Bournemouth who were struggling, he had a man sent off for like a large part of the game. And then we did our sort of, um, yeah, Pyramids of Alcott saying who will get the sack by May. Because in that, we basically saw that Generally, last year, 16 managers got sacked. 16 last year. That's more than the first seven seasons of the Premier League combined. And on wow. average, it's about eight or nine, right? So even this year, eight or nine managers are going to lose their job. And when you look at the Premier League managers, a lot of them you generally think are quite safe. So we are. We will soon... Someone mental is going to get the sack. Someone crazy is going to get the sack this year. Is that what the pyramid's about this this week? Is about who? Yeah, so we've got what we've we got. Uh, gone by May, punching. Um, <laughs> he's good, but is he good? Um, what is it? What? Elite, and then pound for pound, best manager in the. In the... Wow. Yeah, what, so... And when's it out? Possibly tomorrow. tomorrow. It's a mess. <laughs> Say that now. Mate, of course it, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah. Um, um... Could I just say, just before we move on from Bournemouth, in your fucking face, Tom. Yeah. Because, E, I don't forget what you did, what the, your behaviour and your tone yeah. last year when Bournemouth beat Spurs. And I get it. I understand. 
we're shoot, a big got to shoot your shot, haven't you? You, got to shoot. you shoot your shot. I got it. We were, we were we're a big fish, and you caught us, right? I get it. I understand it, Tom. But I didn't forget it, right? When I was fuming at Spurs and just in lost, I was lost from my football club. I didn't need you chirping in my ear, going laughing, basically. Uh, can um, I can I ask one it, request? So Luke Stoko Pops, the man who brings in the brands, could you pop into the studio? And uh, you've got about 20 seconds. And because you just said, please take Rooney. So Luke is a Birmingham fan. He, he, said, was, he was Rooney he said, out already. He said, please, Cabot Les, he says, please take Rooney. I'll drive him there myself. Wow. So I would just like to know why you're saying that. Yeah, and then, I, I, then I'd like yeah. you to leave. Thank you very much. Because we've got lots to talk about. Because I need to yeah, show Luke, people I, doing, I... doing Ainsley Harriet celebrations in clubs. That's you know, important. Stuff. I've still got loads, loads of stuff I want to talk about as well. Okay, what would you like to talk about? Is Luke on his way in? He's popping in now. Here comes Luke. I've got something that's been in my on my mind for like weeks, and I kept forgetting. And then we didn't do the podcast, and I I don't know the answer for it, and I need people to answer it. And I think okay. it's the start of a new bit called "Tell Me Why." Can you hear me? Yes, Luke, go for it. Why? Okay. Um... Basically, Rooney has come in in the first two games and taken the team with the joint best defensive record in the league, changed the formation to how he likes to play, and we now can't stop conceding chances and goals in the first two games, and we haven't had probably more than two chances in the first two games. So Rooney's brought in no fear football, and he's probably made us the worst team in the league. He's, he's, uh, yeah, right, he's, he's instilling fear in the fans. Yeah, so this no fear football is the only emotion I've felt for these last 180 minutes of watching Birmingham City after not feeling it under Eustace for probably 12 months is fear. Right. Um, he, I think he's going to change. Based on the interview last night, I think he spoke to the players and said they're not ready to do this system that you want, so he's going to go back to basics a little bit. But Palme, if we play like that, we'll you're not ready. Little pal, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not, so ready. Yeah. not oh, sorry. ready. Oh, sorry. Are you not ready, lads? Okay, we'll go back to how you like yeah. to play then. Yeah. yeah, me, me, and Ashley and John O'Shea, we're up here, guys. But you guys yeah, yeah. aren't here yet, so we're just going to a... dumb it down for you. For Mate, listen, honestly though, it's listen to his two of his his uh, press conferences after the matches, like his post-match interviews. It's scary, like he's calling the players out after two games. Like it's got, it's it not got feel Raul good. And Zola. It's got Raul, it. Raul and Zola V two written all over it. It's scary. It's so Luke, scary. Can, Luke, do you, do you remember? Did you ever see the interview he did with um, again uh, Barry from from uh, Toffee TV? Uh, it was really interesting really because he was talking about really candid about his time at Everton, but that. <laughs> That elitist sort of I'm better than everybody, the I'm at the top of the tree kind of mentality was evident throughout it. He was basically yeah. went into hey, the, the he was talking about going into the training room on the training ground at Everton and gone to calling Alan Stubbs shit. All of these players are shit. I need to yeah, get yeah. out of here. That and was that, his mentality. That's, mate, that's, that's absolutely fine to do when you're a world-class footballer and you know you're world-class and you can back it up every Saturday. Not fine to do, but I get what, what you're saying. Yeah. No, but as in, it's, it's like you can understand it if you back it up. But like, like, uh, did a great job at Derby under circumstances, fine, granted. Um, didn't they still get relegated anyway, though? So how, yep. how good is that job, right? But <laughs> no, still a good. tough place to go. Goes to DC, doesn't pull up trees with an average MLS side. Again, can forgive him for that. But to come into a team that's been average for years and then go, right, well, we're going to play 4-3-3. The three strikers aren't going to trap back. We're going to let us get overloaded because we're good enough to go and batter teams. It's just so scary. And, and I think, actually, if you the one thing I've taken from it was Fergie didn't even used to call the players out in after games like the greatest oh, that manager he's ever had. 
He, ne- he never used to do that. Yeah, Rooney's winning, doesn't it? <laughs> Luke's checking it's out great. the Fergie card. Oh, it, dear. It's scary, mate. It, oh, dear. You know, listen, if, it, right. if, it, if he's learned from the All best right. manager, which is Ferguson, Luke, then I'm worried, mate. Can I just say one thing before we move on? At least you've got Bellingham. At least you've got Bellingham, mate. Hey, listen, he's flying, isn't he? One of our own, he's flying. Luke, do you know? Great. So I'm going to watch you Bellingham's first El Clasico on Saturday. I know you are. I'm, you the I'm so jealous, mate. Enjoy it. So excited. Yeah. So excited. Wave at him for me, won't you? Wave yeah, I'll, wait. I'll, give, I'll blow him a kiss for you. Good, man. Cheers, um, boys. Cheers, mate. Very good. Cheers. Very good. Uh, okay. So, yeah, if you want to... Um, say outlandish things in our live chat whilst we do the podcast and then step into the studio, into the breach, become a patron. Link's in the description. Do we want to talk about QPR? I'm happy to skip it. <sighs> uh, up to you, mate. If you feel you need to get something off your chest, then you, by all what, means. Do you know, my, my dad said something to me and it always st- stuck with me. He said, nothing's how you imagine it. <laughs> nothing nothing in right. life is how you imagine it. All right, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse, but it's never how you imagine it, right? So I'm going to El Clasico this Saturday, thanks to the wonderful people at Spotify. Very, very excited, so excited. Always want to go to El Clasico. One sad thing is that it's not at uh, New Camp. I've never been to Barcelona either, um, so it would have been great if it was at the New Camp. It's at the Olympic Stadium. Should look into it a bit more. But yeah, I'm buzzing to see like Jude Bellingham play and all those guys play. It's going to be amazing. The game's on at like 3.15. So what I find in terms of like, imagine going to that game and just being enthralled by the spectacle and the quality on the pitch. Mm. Yeah, Yes, I will try my best to do that. But sadly, I will be sat there knowing that QPR are playing Leicester City at home. Now, this is the championship table. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to show. So there's Leicester City. There's Leicester City, right? Thirteen matches played. Twelve matches won. They've lost one. They've scored twenty-seven. They've let in seven. They're on thirty-six points. Of the thirteen games, they are fourteen points ahead of third. Right? Just yeah. Pop, pop down a bit. Somehow, I thought we were oh, I thought we were third bottom, second bottom. We've lost our last five. We have won two games. A goal difference is we've let in more goals than anyone in the league. Let me just check. Same as Norwich. Norwich has let in twenty-four. That's mental. Um, we have only scored nine. And at in midweek, we played a game of football that um, led to me honestly turning it off and that's not me i turned it off because we had one shot we had no shots on target and we basically someone described it it was like watching audley harrison fight (laughs) yeah just didn't uh, throw didn't like we and i just i can't do this anymore yeah, no, I appreciate it. Now, now sack that gimp you've got for a manager immediately and bring in Michael Bill. Bring him back. No, you, I, want was, I want Eustace, thank you very much. Eustace bring... won't be the guy. Eustace had everything right at Birmingham for, for, he, for him to succeed. QPR is a different thing. Bring Bill back, swallow your pride, accept that he, he fucked you over, but Rangers was an opportunity. Get him back in and save your season. 
That's what needs to happen. That's what the discussion should have been. Sorry for calling Gary Ainsworth again, but that was unnecessary. <laughs> Giske says four wins off the playoffs. Could you? <laughs> no, Giske. No, we can't. Um, the, what, I, what I did want to say is, is the truth, right? Now, the truth is, because the stats are horrific, right? And say so even in that game, we've gone away from home and the idea is to be solid, right? And in the first half of that game, West Brom didn't really have a sniff at all. And then what happens is about, when was it? 58 minutes into the game, our fullback decides to just kick their player after getting turned inside out. And in the kerfuffle after that, we've got one centre-back who's already gone off, who's one of our few fit centre-backs. The other centre-back who's already on a booking decides to have a go at the ref and gets sent off at the same moment. So we don't, like, we're looking to hang in there anyway. But, like, conceding a penalty and having a player sent off, it's over. Yeah, it's done. And throughout the season... We needed to be lucky this season. We had to be. We had to have some luck on our side, especially the way that he was going to play, because he was bringing in people that are going to work hard. And he, we've been unlucky. We have been really like, and I'm not. I don't. I don't say that lightly because I think it's an excuse. We have been unlucky. We've had goals been put in with their hands. We've had players sent off when we're one nil up. We've played well in in a couple of games initially when we've had that that energy to get at teams. And I was in a much more positive place a few a few weeks ago, right? But the truth is, it is awful. We have no way of scoring goals. And when we when we have to have luck, the only way we're going to win games is through luck. Something's got to change. And I love him as a person, but it he needed the luck to get the momentum to give himself a chance. And it's not happened. So he's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, mate. You, I know, I know, I know. I feel for you. Because we are, we're going to be Charlton. We're turning into Charlton, a team that was in the Premier League, then got in League One, and then gets stuck there because we can't get ourselves together. And we, we had a strategy in place, and we, as I've said, we absolutely threw that strategy in the bin, and then went with a guy who's just got, who's a man manager, and I think he is still a good man manager, and he'll he'll go on to someone else, and he'll do a good job. But it's it's over. And I fear that El Clasico, I'm going to be looking at my phone. And I might just... I was going to say, are you going to update? Are you going to have a little cheeky look to see how you're getting on while you're watching Real Madrid and Barcelona? I don't know what to if do. You don't, I don't Jim, know what to do with if, that. Jim, let me, What's let me the best say, thing you... for me to do? Should I just go look? I've, I've no, waited my sure. whole life to go to El Clasico. Let, let's just park that for an hour. No, no, you don't, James. Your club is QPR. Regardless of what you're watching in another football match, you need to, at least a part of your brain needs to be with QPR. So no, you don't, right? But Secondly, I want to enjoy, I <laughs> I want to enjoy yeah, the experience. Yeah. Well, he can't. I, I look. I tell you where I was at last season when Liverpool and Newcastle put in the in the sum total of a combined thirty eight minutes of football, we conceded seven goals right across two teams. You get to a point where you feel nothing. You just feel nothing, and it's fine because your brain is protecting you. Yeah, I'm. Do you know what? I've you, gone back past. I. You thing is though. This is so. That, with all due respect, you feel nothing. You feel nothing, but there's no consequences for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** 
are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Give it those. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not we'll gonna s- we're not gonna achieve. But there's we'll, none we'll there's not ten, that we'll big. There's not that big. Yeah. Yeah, I no, this perfect. honestly, honestly, it is heartbroken. I, I've never felt like this. Let me read James. it. Let, I messaged my dad and I said to him, because he was watching it too, and my dad is generally pretty level. I said, it's this is unbearable watching us. Unbearable. He's got to go. We don't keep the ball or offer anything going forward. And my dad said, it is so depressing. No hope, oh. no plan, no quality plus self-inflicted misery, right? And then the problem is that you have to go and watch them again. And yeah, it's, it doesn't, and there it doesn't are end. consequences because I think, like, say with, you know, Reese is saying about Everton, if you go down, if you go down, if it's like Leeds go down, Leicester go down. And to be honest, I guess if it's a punishment, it's a little bit different with Everton because they might not get the parachute payments. But generally, if you have those parachute payments, you give yourself a chance. From Championship to League One, it's not the same. And no, it's. I honestly thought about Koa and I was like, I'm not sure I can do this to you. That's where I'm at. So John Eustace, in an ironic turn, come in and say, no. or Rowett, Rowett, well, you, well, wouldn't mind Rowett. No, hang on, James. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't answer my question about Bill. You just got it over it. What is that? Just a no go. You know it was the correct football decision. You know that. No, I'm not. No, I, I don't think it is. I think we need. Okay. I need. I think we need somewhere sort of somewhere in between it's, functional. Literally, it's functional, but Jim, we can Jim, score goals because we've got a lot of runners in there. We've got a lot of people who could Jim, work Jim, really hard. Yes. When he, when he, when he was in charge of the club, you were sixth talking about promotion. Since he left, it's gone down and down and down. Why yeah, isn't just bringing him back? <laughs> so he, well, I mean, his last five games, he lost four of them. So he started okay. it. Um, yeah. The second thing is the players that we have there are different now, right? And wouldn't yeah. I don't think would suit the Cloggers, play. Are they? What? Cloggers. Yeah, a little bit. But I think they've got they've got work rate, but they need to be functional. But we need to be functional with the ball as well. So that's why a Rowett or a Eustace would be of of use. Fair enough. Rowett will keep you up. Rowett will keep you up. You know, can I've I, got big got a lot of time for Rowett. Can I blow your mind? 
with a stat. Yeah, go on, go on. Man United, thoughts on Man United generally? Uh, How's I, it going? Uh, How's it going? It's not going well. Not going well. Uh, would you want more? Well, like, would you say it's bad right now, Man United? I'd say it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's bad. Yeah, my, my gut feeling about that football club is that they're in a, in a mess. They hate their owners. They're making excuses for their manager when he should be, he probably should be removed for the sake of this season. And um, their football shit, and they've spent absolute bundles of money. So that's how I feel about Manchester City, Manchester United. Okay. Um, I did a video with uh, who was it? Brighton, Villa, and Newcastle fans. How do you think? How do you feel about them? Or how do you think they're getting on? So the Brighton. What did you say? Brighton. Brighton, Newcastle, Villa. Maybe Newcastle. I'd imagine, I'd imagine out of the lot, Brighton and, and... Yeah, yeah. I imagine they're all ecstatic about their football clubs, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. they're all doing well. They're good seasons, are they? All right, let me blow your mind here. God, I'm so excited about this. You've been talking, building this up for like two hours. Man United are one point off Brighton and, and Newcastle. So what? The one, point off, one point off them. It's, they should be challenging for the league title. It's not good enough. Should they, though? So here's well, something I wanted to throw to you, because I think this is really interesting. Really, really interesting. Cam, uh, so on the pod, on the Ripple Effect this week, Cam is a Man United fan, and he was talking about different players and how how you judge... Oh, yeah, you know Cam. How you judge players and clubs, right? And he said that how the, the sort of the badge... The badge is this sort of, like, mirage or filter in front of players. And so you decide that all of a sudden, so one of the examples was that Mudrick. So like Mudrick, he said, what's the difference between Mudrick and Damari Gray? The difference is that Damari Gray has been at Leicester and Everton and Mudrick, you know, got went from the Ukraine for a big fee and went to Chelsea. Yeah. And so you mean that, the, the difference in their um, their abilities on the pitch? Yeah. So like so, but my point kind of is is that with Man United, their team, you know, the back line, you got Delo, Lindelof playing left back, uh, Maguire's in there, who you know, it's, it's, it's apparently awful. Like Johnny Evans, all this stuff, all these players. Mm. Like, are they actually? Should they actually be anywhere near a title charge? Have we all just no. been lost by the badge? Are we all... Does that make sense? No, no. I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's a good question. It is a good question. And no, the, their squad isn't good enough. You'd have thought, well, and, and evidence actually, it, it, uh, that, uh, that they should be launching a title challenge. You know, I agree with that completely. Um, they have every advantage over Villa, Brighton and Newcastle. Maybe not less so Newcastle. Well, no, actually, no, they do. They have a they have a massive advantage over all of those clubs. The players that they have in the club is based on poor decisions by their managers and the sporting directors and whoever it was previously. That's not to say that Man United as a football club shouldn't be challenging for the league every year. They should be. It's but not. But if you problem... look at the team you've got, if you look at the team, yeah, but the they, they spent got... a billion. If you spent a billion pounds on making it. What you can't just then go, oh well, don't forget about the billion pounds. You've got your, your players aren't good enough. I get, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Like that, that you you're looking at this, uh, you're looking at the squad they've amassed, and you think that's not good enough to win the league. I agree with you. And you're looking on football terms, that's not good enough. But Cam's not happy with that situation. McCola's not happy, or any Man United fans are not happy with that situation. Yeah. 
And, they... and rightly so, because they've spent a fortune. Question for the chat it. and for you. Were they running hot last year then? What's the truth? Like, how good are they? are they? Are they somewhere in between? They're good enough to finish in the top four. And where, 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 where were they? Where did they finish? Third, fourth. Was it last year? Third? Uh, well, the Champions League, wasn't it? So they finished fourth. Newcastle finished third. They, uh, their squad, is their squad... Where does their squad sit in terms of quality in the Premier League? It does. It's. I mean, if you're looking at it like that, then Spurs shouldn't be there, right? But there's so many no. factors to what. Well, that, how and well that's we. Perform. That's what we spoke about. So like, that's where I kind of then drifted towards Ten Hag a little bit because Eddie Howe, Unai Emery, Deserby, I think for sure, despite a poor run recently, Postacoglu, they are adding twenty percent performance. Yes. To their team. Absolutely. And 100%. for whatever reasons, Man United aren't, you're not getting that. And I think last year you maybe, maybe from an overall team output, maybe you were getting like 40% from Rashford and 40% from Henderson. Henderson. They're uh, about Fernandes. Well, they're about, would you say that Manchester United were on a, were a par last season? About they, they finished about as good as their squad would allow for. I think they I think they were a little bit fortunate that Liverpool had such a bad season in hindsight. The weird thing is, I want I thought Ten Hag was the right guy. I thought he proved that he was the right guy last year. But now I, I haven't decided, but I'm I want to explore the idea that it may be he is not getting the best out of those guys. No, like, I don't think he is. I absolutely don't think he is. And I I, I did the club with. Uh, you know, Rory and, and Adam and that. And I asked the questions and it wasn't in jest, but it was responded with like I was like a more, not a moron, but like, you know, like how they just even suggest such a thing. Um, because, and that was, is Ten Hag really the guy? He doesn't feel like that for me. He doesn't and he hasn't done. Like yeah. What he achieved last season was about what they should have achieved at bare minimum, really, for, for the amount of money that was p pumped in. You, he has to take responsibility for Anthony's signing, who has been, he's, 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 he's all right. He's, he's an okay forward. Is he 80 million pounds from, from, from the Dutch league worth? Then, then you know, is he that... worth, was he worth the 80 million pounds? And that was a decision from Ten Hag directly. Martinez, good player, but was he, is, is he really the guy? Casemiro was brought in. I'm going to fix this. This season has been okay. These are players that he's brought in and needed, and now we are where we are, and he has to take responsibility, as do the Glazers, fundamentally, overall. But yeah, I think as a Man United fan, I think some of them are willfully wanting Ten Hag to do well because what's the next option? They've yeah. had so many managers, and there's no real guarantee that they're going to get it right. They haven't got the Qatari ownership that a lot of them wanted. They've got, essentially, a, a, a glazer light situation with Ratcliffe, if that goes through. Sorry, um, um, by the way... Um... Is that true? United finished third. I thought Newcastle finished third. Maybe I can't remember it's third or fourth. For, all right, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's the same. It's exactly the same yeah. thing. It really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I just think you've got to see it. You know, say like with Ainsworth, I could see it for a little bit, but I knew we needed some of those more wins to, to get that buy-in. Gary Neal said that on Monday. He said, you know, you played that first game against Man United. I told them what I wanted. They saw some. They saw some of those benefits, and then they're with me. With Man United, I don't truly see how they play. No. And he's been there quite a while now. 
So anyway. Yeah. Can I, uh, well, I mean, look, it's, any of the clubs that uh, are currently in the top top four, how many Man United players are they taking? Bearing in mind this squad cost a fortune to put together, right? How many how many how many players are Tottenham taking out of this team? Uh, the Man United. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer, answer, I mean, be really as blunt, as honest, and as as, as kind to United as possible. Given the fact the way your Spurs are playing, like you, you look at so their top players, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, at, well, at this stage, would you put him in? Would you, would you replace Madison? Madison, with, you wouldn't. No, no, no. I put. Um, I think I would find a place for Rashford. Um, Absolutely over Charlison, Rashford. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not Kulisevsky. Midfield struggling a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You might. The, the question that I said to the guys as well was like, if you put Ange in that Man United manager spot, different. It'd be different. I think it gets different quite quick, doesn't it? Um, yeah. We've been talking about football for an hour now. Christ, is it been that long? Sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe we've not got time to talk about Tottenham. Don't worry. Everyone's every, we're existing in everyone else's mind already, so it doesn't really matter, does it? I'd, oh, I'd, can I just say this one sentence and then we'll just move on? You don't have to respond. We no, can just no, leave okay. it there. Well, we'll go through. We'll go through the comments now. What time have you got to go? By the way, I'm alright. I'm fine. Okay. Um, I just just want to say this one thing is that we've gone from everybody putting us in, you know, tenth. Paul Merson says we'd be lucky to finish in the top half of the table. Boovy put us in tenth. Rory had us in eighth. You know, a lot of people. And you know, I I, I said seventh. Yeah, and good I football, seven. I'd take this season. Yeah. Right. Now, there are articles, as we speak, on F365 with five reasons why Spurs can't win the league. And that's happened without us saying a bloody word. And what's really good is, you know, the could we? I, I'm, the Fighting Cock's getting a lot of credit for the could we stuff. But who it who created come, that? I think we did on here. I think, Do I think, you think we, it we is did. us? It's yeah, can't be us. It, it, Do you think it's no, us? No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you where it's coming from. I mean, it is from. us, isn't it? Because I thought that. It, it was me, me, and, me and you did it, 100%. And then, obviously, I've taken that into the fighting cop. Yeah, And then Spurs fans have run with it since listening to that podcast. That's where it is. But right. the, 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 the birth of it was me and you, I well, think. Because I guess for years we've been going, couldn't, couldn't win it, could they? Yeah, we have. We've been we doing have. that for years, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to know yeah, what, what, what's... Oh, no, no, no. It, it's ours. It, Jim, it's ours. It's ours. Okay. That's pretty it's cool. Ours. That's pretty cool. No, it is cool. It is cool. Um, and yet, yet Richarlison's sending shirts to Ben Haynes. Is he? I saw that. Yeah, I was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, well, he talks to him all the time, send, doesn't he? Well, send one, send one to me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Um, what I will read is this, although I wouldn't wear it. I'd probably just give it away. Dennis says this. Let's calm down here. We're only eight games in. Nine now. Are hmm. Spurs good? Yes. But are they this world-class team that don't need a goal scorer? This is obviously off the back of the uh, the Harry Kane uh, podcast. No. Mm. I believe they are in really good form. But they still have Richardson playing up front. We're yet to see how this squad or manager deals with a bad loss or a series of consecutive losses or even injuries. Kane regrets nothing. He wanted to leave two years ago and made the right decision for his career. Harry Harvey replies and says, yeah, but could they? <laughs> <laughs> but could they, though? Yeah. But what... Where, where, can what? we have a temperature check on, on that? Because, I mean, we're, we're still... We understand and appreciate that 
this is a great run and we we're enjoying it and, and long yeah. may it continue but yeah. it, it's just a it, there's no there's no way it happened right of course not i mean absolutely not it's you know there was yeah yeah of course not look and this is what people are getting caught up in of course and every Spurs fan out there is literally looking into the the the, the, they're looking at everything that's been happening they're just merely they're just saying there's no obviously not right we we, it's outrageous but we you know stranger things have happened but I mean (laughs) we could I mean we could what I mean when could you is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's the so what, so when it, when it comes from could we to will we? Yeah, <laughs> right. Have that, we? That's <laughs> that'd be a good day, wouldn't have it? We? Have we? It'd be yeah. good fun, wouldn't it? Have, have we? we? <laughs> have we um, won the league? <laughs> ten, pen, ten, ten points clear. Four games to play. Have we? Have we won the league? You may well, well look, have won it, just, it shows you how far Tottenham have come. When one of the reasons why we won't win the league is because Manchester City exists. Um, yeah. it's what I would say, Jim, you might not have been exposed to this. The could we stuff is really rattling fans from other fan bases. Oh, like they, well, yeah, because they, they obviously, they don't understand the self deprecating narrative around it <laughs> is that obviously we're so far off where we should, we're so far ahead of where we should be. Yeah. I'm I am waiting for, I watched the film game and I was like, really good <laughs> i was like basuma is not here and they're still really good well, so it's weird you say that because i went to the film game and i thought we were like six out of ten like compared to how we have been playing that wasn't a brilliant i thought you were a bit like it was sort Second of um, madison was kind of going give it here and and yeah uh, and but and i was thinking oh are they a bit sort of one man teamy and that's going to be easy to deal with we're relying at some on point him. you slowly sort of gently went through the gears in the first half. yeah look, look the biggest thing is the big, the biggest thing, and and this is a threat to everything, including Champions League football. A couple of injuries you would think would ha- would damage us really badly, but all the time you have to have, bear in mind, and as Spurs fans we all are, is that that where we are right now, we're at the start of a journey. Where we are right now will not be where we are in a year, and a and, baby, and, and where we are from two years. We're just, a, we're just a, a little baby. You're just, you're, Why you're is just, everyone getting so angry at a little baby? Yeah, just a young baby noshing on Ange Postacoglu's milky teat. That's what's oh, happening right I now. I wonder where you was going with that then. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus all you're having. Christ. Imagine that. Close your eyes, people. Ange Postacoglu, you know, puts he gets one arm out, out, out of his jumper and Tottenham Hotspur is just there. Just getting the nourishment of Postacoglu's, you know, knowledge. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely think. Um, I just wonder why there are so many fans. Just they just they just just concentrate on your own football club. Why are you so bothered about us if we're no threat to anybody? That's what I'm, the perennial question. Why do you hate us so much if we're so shit? We're so Spursy. We're all the club. That was the club. This is the club. The club. I, the top. The top top spot. I understand them to be is one that doesn't get overlined the fouls all the time if we are that why is he fucking bothered about us because <laughs> we're not really that are we because we're under your skin because you're genuinely worried whatever happens for the rest of the season right now in this moment tottenham Hotspur are making your life less enjoyable than it would have been if we were shit and you don't like it so what i think is probably annoying people with the could could we is it's great and 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 the deeper it becomes a Tottenham thing, 
the less other teams can have it. Because then it's like old. And I think that's that's rattling one or two. But it's, yeah. I think it's, it's always it's, been a broad it's a thing. Good, it's always been a broad it's thing. It's a good one. It's a good um, one. It's yeah. Good one. You don't take that away from QPR. <laughs> the one day. When one day, when we're 55 doing this podcast and we go on a promotion run. Do you know what's yeah. great, though? Do you remember what Robbie called Tottenham? And I'm, I don't know if he come up with it. What, what he called Postacoglu? He called him Impostacoglu, which is really good. Like, I'm good. not taking yeah, nothing yeah, away from that. It's like, very yeah. good. Impostor very Coglu. good. But, but that's the mentality of where they... Um, how they imagine him. Who is this fat Aussie slash Greek footballer who's never cut his teeth in Australia, Japan and Scotland? Who the fuck is he coming into Tottenham? Oh, I'll tell you who he is. He's a manager who's got the best ever start to a managerial career in Premier League history. Better than Guardiola, better than Wenger, better than all of those wankers. Do you know what he, um, do you know what he does? He does a gentle power move in interviews that put, it, it, it sort of um, it unnerves me. Um, but I imagine also actually it's a bit of a sort of like push pull sort of theory power move that he does. He'll get asked a question. He'll get asked a question, and often it's quite yeah. you know hyperbolic or quite excited to question because everything's going so well. And he, he'll, you'll notice this now. And he goes, he says, "Look, he says, look, like he's like guy. I'm getting annoyed. Look, mate, look, I've been in this game twenty years. Like, he does that right. He'll go start with look, and and the, you can hit even maybe myself. I go." I thought, oh, because he's quite, you know, he's quite an intimidating guy. You're like, oh, God, he's going yeah. to get angry now. And then he sort of soothes you with a nice little, like, stay calm, guys. I've got this. I'm, I'm on the wheel. I'm on the wheel. Pasta Cogley's yeah, on the wheel. It, it, well, part, part of Tottenham's Look, success and the, and the narrative around it is, is his ability, is how affable he is. But he's also ability to answer questions really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't want to go into this, obviously, but obviously there's horrendous stuff going on around the world at the moment and, you know, lots of turmoil. And he was asked... He's asked a question about it directly, and he's the way he's the, his ability to answer a difficult question. These are questions that football managers shouldn't really have to answer because they're they're they they're managers of a sport, and their understanding of politics shouldn't be one that really brings them into disrepute, right? But some managers are happy to do it, some others aren't. I'll remind you when Eddie Howe gets asked again of that of that take. It's a good point. Way, it's way a good point. Sitting. Yeah, it's a good point. And he he um and and he said, look. I finally answered it like this. He goes, look, he essentially said football is an escapism for the horrors in the world. And, and that when your team scores a goal, you hug the man or woman next to you, regardless of their race, their sex, their political identity, the way they vote, whatever it is, in that moment, football transcends everything. I just think, I just think he, he can't help but love him. And yeah. that's a part of this whole Tottenham loving happening at the moment as well you know what i mean They're... do you know what's um heartbreaking he's a big part of it is that i can't really remember that i can't remember scoring goals yeah honestly no. honestly honestly i wonder if we score a meaningful goal to win a game comfortably i think i'll cry at loftus road <laughs> i think i'll actually cry it's that bad. Yeah. I Honestly, aches. I ache. I ache. I can't get it across. I've never felt like this before. Really? It's horrible. Anyway, epic reframe. <laughs> Tottenham can't win the league. You continually explain the historical reasons why. But reframe the question. Can Ange win the league? History Ooh. will tell you. He'll probably win the double. <laughs> He's won elsewhere. Great epic reframe. Next season. Next season. I, I, look, Spurs can win the league next season. 
Next oh, season no, will no, be a no, force. No. No, it's this season. T- it's this season or or not for quite a while. Okay, fair play. But what Spurs are as a football entity and how convinced people will be of Tottenham, it will be more impressive next season than it is this season. And I'll tell you why. Tottenham Hotspur have changed as a football club. And that means fundamentally, and you'll hate this, Jim, because it always comes back to this. We've got so much fucking money. Yeah. We've got so much money. And... Everything you know is put in place now. The spend, stadium is sorted. Spend, spend way too much. And like some people well, go, oh, that's you're breaking financial fair play. Bury it in the... paperwork. Am I right? <laughs> Bury it. No, you, no, well, this is the thing. As a Spurs fan, we're in this enviable position of Daniel Levy building up a, a massive chasm of the amount of money we can spend and still be, uh, mm. co- still be compliant. It's about lo- losses. And right. Spurs generate huge amounts of revenue, when, massive amount. When do all Tottenham fans owe Daniel Levy an apology? When does that come? So, so the, this is funny you mentioned this because we got tweeted the other day um, that so the Enoch out people who and, and this is you know you mentioned recency bias. I wanted to bring this up. Recency bias. I'm now going. I haven't thought about Daniel Levy really at all. <laughs> and last season, I was like, he's got to go. Um, yeah. and, and recency bias is the, is, is, is the cancer of all football punditry because we cannot avoid it. We cannot avoid it. And reality is the last two or three months of what's happened to your football club won't be relevant to the next, right? Anyway, it's what, it is what it is. Um, there, are, there are people now who are staunchly leave you out and I'm thinking that you haven't heard from me. You're like, okay, well, see, so the, the, the purple and gold movement is dead, right? This is the anti-Enic uh, out sort of colours. Um, and but now actually, what they've managed to push it down the line, right? And now they're going, leave you out if he doesn't back Ange in January. I'm oh, like, epic sure. reframe. They've reframed it. Mm. And how, Jim? How? How? What a miserable, miserable way to to follow a football club. If you are top of the league, and you're instantly two months before it's even a factor, looking for something that's about to go wrong. Yeah. Like fuck living like that. I will not entertain it. You you do it. Crack on, do what you want. Just keep that poison inside you. And don't fucking spill it out to me because I'm not interested. Okay. People, yeah. People are angry, aren't they? There's two different types of people in this world. There's Elijah, who says, liking the vid before the intro finishes, only for Jaffin. Heart emoji. Thank you, Elijah. No. Appreciate that. Elijah, are you a patron? Come on, son. <laughs> or yeah, there's people like... That, but... <laughs> There's people like hey. Steel Steel Sprinter One, who says ran into this podcast randomly. What trash and waste of my time! You've got the energy to write that. That's what blows my oh, mind. I, I thought there was the more. En- no, that's it. You've got the oh, okay. energy. You've got the energy to write that. Well, no, we were wound. That's why I want us to reply me. all the time. I went, why? Why you just leave? You don't get. You like. You say, "Go. This restaurant's rubbish. This restaurant's not really for me. I'm not really enjoying it." Just leave. Just don't go to that restaurant again. Yeah. You don't just piss on the middle of the floor. Anyway, uh, Rig Morale, long time listener, first time poster. After a really tough morning with a lot of personal problems and with listening to the radio, uh, with all these horrific things going on in the world, I desperately needed some happiness and relaxation. I quickly searched for the latest pod. I'm now 40 minutes into the video and my mental state is 100% better. So thank you, lads, for being there to help me escape the madness of reality. We can only move forward. It's a funny world, Flav. 
It's a funny old world where this uh, provides any kind of reprieve. But what I would like to say is, Rigmarola, we see you. I hope you're all right, mate. Only forwards. Only forwards, my friend. And only forwards to absolutely everyone. If you're having a little wobble today, then um, we're about to put forward some sweet spots. So stick around. Um, Jim Big Laugh Award. <laughs> what that was this? Hour and 18 in. Right. Um, this did make me laugh from the, from last week's pod. Or two weeks' pod. Two weeks ago's pod. Uh, Wallace, he said, Imagine Harry Kane is one of the footballers that watches the podcast. He settles down early Saturday morning before prepping for his game. Big bowl of cereal. Tears trickling down his face at the same face of the milk off his chin as he hears those jokes about him. We were touching on how he... Lo- I just do presume... I presume that Harry Kane loves cereal. It's a simple, nutritious yeah. thing that keeps getting the edge does. he needs to score the goals that he bloody loves scoring. Uh, I would like... That's possibly a new bit. Is like, what do you presume... Two things. One, of the, uh, with the Arteta thing, what's a secret? <laughs> what's a secret that you presume a footballer has? or someone in football has. And make sure it's readable. And the other one is like, what do you presume certain footballers like? For example, Harry Maguire loves banana sandwiches. And Harry Mom Kane... <laughs> and Harry Kane loves cereal. Mm. Scored a goal, didn't he? So do we like him now? Do we like Harry Maguire now? Is he all right now, is he? Yeah, wasn't he like... I, I, I thought the Manchester United stat might be that he's the, the win percentage with him in the team is like 18 of the last 19 or something. Mental. Oh, no. no. A win without him. He, he's, he's the last couple of games as well. He's played all right, hasn't he, apparently? <laughs> yeah. Does that mean he's a good person now? Because he was a bad person before, wasn't he? But now he's headed to football. He's a good person. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this made me laugh. Uh, Lowell Meerkats. I think we're talking about, I presume we're talking about being on the toilet. He said, a great man once said, and this is a new bit as well. A great man once said, or a wise man once said, yeah. if you've been given moments of wisdom that you carry with you, get them in the comments and read them before, uh, read them next week. Uh, a great man once said to me, it takes no wipes to know it will take 20, but it takes two <laughs> wipes to know that it took none. <laughs> That's class. <laughs> the reply, I just I giggled at the reply after that. Though, That's good. Z- Zizwitz then said, take the shot, learn, move forward. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. Take the shot. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Top comments. Jack Byrne. Uh, Jim is right. People have heard it wrong when Kane is called a serial goal scorer. He's actually a list of descriptors. Serial goal scorer. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and we done the calm down. Uh, VAR, get about it. Moments that you would wish that there was VAR and you could get rid of it. Uh, J-S-W-Y-R. He said, after a thumping at five aside, the team needed a trip to Spoons to boost morale. While there, while there, everyone begins ordering some snacks as everyone has come straight from work and hasn't had a chance to have some dinner. When asked what I'd be ordering, I proudly stated that I wouldn't be ordering anything as I had my mum's famous beef and onion stir fry waiting for me at home. Or, f- or my family just calls it beef and onion for short. What? <laughs> and beef and onions, right, mum? <laughs> yeah, well, be- one mate then asks, what on earth is beef, beef and onion? This perplexed me as my mum had made her beef and onion stir fry for this person before to rave reviews. I was actually quite offended on my mum's behalf that he didn't remember. Still a little flustered at his response, I clapped back with a, what are you on about? You were all over my mum's beef and onion. (laughs) 
The whole table erupts into laughter and I immediately regret saying anything. With the mental image of my mate all over my mother's beef and onion being engraved yeah. into my mind. Can we, is it okay to go, to, to make like euphemisms for male or female genitalia? Is that, are we on dodgy ground? Am I like, on dodgy ground? Well, we are, we, are we as a podcast going, if we, like, if you'd say, God, I'd love a go on, God, give us a go on your beef and onion. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that plays out well. <laughs> Do you know what no. I mean? Ooh, yeah, she's no, not going, right. ooh, say it again, say beef and what? onion again. Yeah, yeah. I'd just, love to oh, tuck in. You're on. all over my mother's beef and onion. Roll, <laughs> roll over, roll, roll over, love. Let's have a go on your beef and onion. Okay, that's terrific. Right, yeah. Okay, maybe it is. Let's have a go on your beef and onion. <laughs> yeah, polite. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, go on. Go on. That is. Let me have in a go terms on your of beef patri- and onion. <laughs> that's so in terms good. of. In ter- in terms of um in terms of of jaff and merch which should be just like if that was on a t-shirt i'm sure about three or four people would buy it let's have a go on your beef and onion (laughs) yeah i don't want that associated with jaff is one uh so yeah uh he wished that went away he said uh uh, if only VAR had intervened and prevented my choice of wording, I'd be able to enjoy my mother's famous dish without having to be <laughs> bombarded by the worst possible intrusive thoughts. I've had the... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I've, I have the same problem. <laughs> because my, uh, my mate came over once and um, he was able to tuck into my mum's <laughs> mom's fish pie. <laughs> He's uh yeah. Dom's a massive fan of my mum's fish pie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, faux compliments. Quick one. Uh, the best faux compliment has to be when someone says something like, you actually did well, insinuating that they did not initially have faith in you. Actually is a real power word in this context. There you go. One sentence words. A couple of quick ones here. Harry Barnes. I'm absolutely convinced the word war chest has and never will be used in any sentence other than those related to new Chelsea managers' potential transfer budget. I think that's true. It's a good one. Alan, uh, Adam William. A word you can only use in one sentence. Figment. What would you, what would you guess the sense is, Fluff? What? Figment. A word that you can only use in one sentence. Yeah. Figment. What are you asking me to do? Sorry. I don't I think fig. If you, if you, if I hear the word figment and you put that into a sentence, what would the sentence be? A figment of my imagination. Exactly. It can only be, it can only be put in that. Generally, uh, you don't hear it anywhere else. Yeah, actually, now you think of it, that is. And a question, Correct. question, just to take it to the weekend uh, as a reply. Pendleton said, uh, "What even is a figment? How big is it?" How is it measured? Is it even visible? There you go. It's so true. What is a figment? I'm just fine. Okay. Uh, James Copeland said one sentence word torrential. I've never heard or seen the word torrential that is not immediately followed by rain. Uh, and there's a few others as well. Torrential, yeah. Downpour. Uh, we, exactly. uh, we touched on the Alcott horn last week. Figment quickly is something invented or imagined, a myth or a fable, deceitful practice, false doctrine, 
figment of my imagination. Yeah, we're talking about the Walcott horn. So when I'm drifting off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I I use the regulator every night, Flav, now. Yeah, I I told you. Did I tell you that I got a message from a geezer on on Instagram? Yeah, you sent it to me. Uh, I did. He just went, just just doing a regulator thinking of you as I drift off. I did see someone said, um, oh, someone said, I feel like you've. You feel like you've stolen. He's stolen from you. You've stolen from him. Someone said by by doing the regulator every week now. Tough, tough for him. I why? But you've given. Because you've given. You're not stolen. I mean, you've given him a well regulated situation. Is he suggesting that he did it first? No, no. He's saying that he, he's just said you're living in his head, rent free ah, just before sleep. Yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Nemesis said, I've heard my wife do the Alcott horn, which is a sentence I never thought I'd type. <laughs> Wasted on him again because he's not fucking listening. That was sorry, great. Sorry. That was great. You're doing it again. Can I tell you why I'm doing it now? Did you hear what it's I my... said there? That was good. I know. My mum My mum just texted me with something that was somewhat alarming. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not, nothing too, yeah, nothing too serious, but something right. I wasn't expecting to read. Oh. Sorry, it's good. Right. Okay. I'll read it out again, and you can pretend to laugh. Right. <laughs> I've heard my wife do the awkward horn, which is a sentence I never thought I'd type. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, Joseph said, "Hello, James Flaffernell. Until now, I thought I was the." Oh, sorry. Hang on. Uh, Ollie says, uh, "I've also noticed I do the awkward horn over the last couple of months, very occasionally, and it almost shocks me when it happens. That's what happens to me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucked off. Is he fucked off again? This is a piss take. We're just before sweet spots as well. Don't do this to me again. Back. I'm coming back. My fucking battery died. Okay. Joseph. Joseph's a weirdo. Joseph's a weirdo, <laughs> mate. I don't know what he's up to. He said, hello, Joseph Flav. Until now, I thought I was the only one who did what is known as the Orcott Horn. Just before drifting off to sleep, as is customary for a young Australian, I've travelled uh, Europe a few uh, for a few months with my best mate. On the many long train rides, I would see it as a good opportunity to catch up on some well-needed rest. In doing so, sitting across from me, my mate made me aware of an Alcott Horn-esque noise I made right before falling asleep, which he thought must have sounded a bit like an orgasm. I mean, it is fulfilling somehow, much to his amusement. I can't say the same for the locals who shared our train journeys, who looked at us with confusion and disappointment. It didn't stop me from terrorising trains all throughout the UK and Italy with all got horns for the rest of our trip. Yeah, I only do it occasionally, Joseph. So you're a bit weird, mate. <laughs> you're a bit weird. Jim, didn't you used to say that I used to make noises in the Bull Street office? Yeah. That yeah. I was unaware of. Sort of um, <laughs> Yeah, you'd have your headphones in. You'd be like typing away and you'd just go. <clears throat> so maybe there's, is that a bit like work work sounds? I might need voice notes for this, guys. Maybe on Twitter or something. Um, work sounds. Well, uh, I'm sitting in this office at home and I'm thinking, am I uh, like on my own? Really I'm thinking, am I just sit, sitting here making noises that I'm unaware of? My dad does it. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, do you, I do want to quickly show some Ainsley Harriet celebrations. I know it's a really long podcast, but. Um, oh, I want to see him. 
Okay. Do you want to see this as well? Just super quickly. Um, let me just mute it. Yeah, it's definitely muted. Um, did you see what Man's? Did you see what Man City were playing? Uh, wearing on the way oh. to the ground. So they're wearing these cardigans, but with their number on the back and their name as they Can arrive. You share your screen because I can't oh. see. It's um, it's absolutely mind blowing. So look. So, so, so Guardiola looking class, right? Yeah. And then these lads, and he knows, Grealish knows. Look, 10 Grealish on the back. These are grown they men. Are horrendous. Grown men wearing jeans on, and the not, college shirt. Charity or, is it? No, they're just rocking up to charity? the ground. It, no. That is outrageous. This is... That is outrageous. That's the worst thing I've I ever mean, seen. They're just, they're just, the money that these people anyway. are on. The money these people are on. Manchester City on the side. But the club have made them do that, have they? disgraceful yeah that is disgraceful. but i find it amazing that you can't say no. like surely you should be able to go i'm sorry no yeah i'm not wearing that yeah right az harriet celebrations get yours in here's here's a few first up i'll say his name at the end now i'll be honest it's good. non-committal good. not good enough right. it's also it's it's also in in a club which is kind of you know you're obvious isn't it it's like yeah. you're hidden in amongst so, the dancing. Right, Casey, I appreciate the effort, but you're better than that. Okay. Must do better. I, I want more. So, well, you'll see. So, next up, this is Maxi Tina. <laughs> uh, who gets involved again. Committed. Like it. Nice little dip. Likes it. And then and then a lovely little smile as well. But uh, it feels, it just doesn't feel totally wholehearted. I want to see okay. ingredients thrown in. I want to really work on that sauce before tucking into it. Bit like, Longer. bit like, uh, where is it? Oh no, I've lost it. Hang on, I'll find him. I'll find him easy enough. Where are you? Where are you? Because he was, I think it was, I think it was Len. Yeah, Len was, Len. Now this is super, look, takes his time. Nice slow-mo, little bit of hip thrust in there. Taking his time, not, have a little tuck into it. He's happy. And he goes back. It's superb. It looks like a bit of a, like a penis as well. Really working on that booyah base. Fantastic. Great Top draw, there. boys. Yeah. Super. Sensational. Stuff. Look at this. It's a bit like the slow-mo. And I'm in. And, oh, I'm really excited about the sauce here. What are we doing here? Can he throw some ingredients? Again, give me a minute. I need to taste this sauce. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And back to work. Back to work. Great work from Len. Superb. Great stuff. Okay. Great, great right. stuff. More, 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 and, and really, really soak yourself in the sauce. May I say? Yeah. Right. Finally, we're nearly there, guys. Sweet spots. We end off with some sweet spots after a, a tough, tough week last week or two weeks ago. Oh five bowler. Uh, I know we've said that. Right, Jack Kirby. <laughs> the first four words of this, I burst out laughing. Sweet spot. When my piss is clear and doesn't fucking stink. <laughs> I feel I, I, I feel like I come out of the bathroom feeling so superior to all the dehydrated scum around me. Having to Im- immediately tell someone and I won't shut up about it all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Park life. <laughs> uh, sweet spots. The perfect way to start your day. When you wake up in a groggy mess and you roll over and you check your phone, seeing that it's 3 a.m. rather than the expected just before your alarm time. 
knowing you can peacefully roll over and you've still got more than half your sleep still waiting for you. What a fucking feeling. Yeah, that is a great feeling. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. That was so taken. That, that was last week. That was last week. <laughs> oh, this is good. Lewis Williams. Do you remember this? Just checking in. Completely robbed this off of TikTok, but an unreal sweet spot was getting your feet measured at Clark's. Sensational feeling as the measurer gently massages the back of your heels. Are you sure yes. your feet have grown? Definitely. Get that measure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. So that, he's so right. So this would have been when you're going to Clark's and they had a board that was at a kind of 45 degree angle. Yeah. And you put it on it and she just puts the, 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 the top down and it tells you the exact size of your foot. Do you it remember the machine? The Did you ever have the machine? What, an actual contraption? Yeah, they, so like there used a, a to be a machine. Yeah, they used to have a machine. So this is the, this is the Clark's, this is the foot gauge. Um, but I wonder if there is the machine. Mine didn't look like that. I think this is, is this it? There used to be this amazing thing. I'll just see if it's there. I might get done for right, who cares? Clark's, using Clark foot measure it. Oh no, it's not that, I don't want that. Right, anyway, it basically, it was this machine that went, you put your foot in it, and it went, width. Are you at an A, B, C, D, E, F, G? And then, and you get a little marking. And you're like, the moment in between is like, where are we going to finish off? Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I know, it's great. It was a, it was the, the, the... Mine wasn't as, uh, t as technical as that. It right. was just a wooden thing you just put your foot on. Are you sure your feet have grown? Definitely. Get that Definitely. measure out. <laughs> uh, Stephen Devlin at uh, that moment at a match some absolute toolbag has been shouting basic tactics at the team for 35 minutes gets told to shut the fuck up yeah by someone else who yeah. can clearly handle themselves that moment you realise you'll never have to hear another word come out of his mouth is just pure joy mate it's mad how lack of the lack of self-aware how lack uh, how people how, how many people have a complete lack of I don't know what I'm trying to say here. just dickheads they don't realise they're dickheads yeah yeah, it's crazy. And Harvey Hare, sweet spot. It's 10 a.m. You've just spent two hours going through security and all the rigmarole at Heathrow Airport. Once you finally get through, you see the glowing lights of a bar in the distance, sandwiched between them, between a WH Smith's and a Starbucks. You sit down with a beautifully poured pint, not caring about how much you paid for it, and ready to sit at that table and wait for your flight two hours away. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Although I'm sort of in that moment steeped in fear that my plane's going to go down the fireball. But well, if I didn't have that, that would anymore. be a good. But you now know that that's, that's a nonsense. That's I know. Nonsense. I know. And there we have the longest ever Jaffin in history. We made we made. Well done. I've got to go and get my mum. Okay. <laughs> hey, you go get her. Don't... You go get her. Don't. I thought he was going to go. All right. <laughs> Fucking beef and onions is going to dominate my thoughts for weeks. <laughs> okay. Uh, get involved in the comments as ever with everything we've spoken about. Uh, you create the running order. Become a patron. Have a great weekend. Cheers, everyone. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 